the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's Monday, February the 7th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, in 1943, the government announced that wartime rationing of shoes, the ones made of leather, would go into effect in two days, limiting consumers to buying three pair per person per year. That continued until October of 1945. Today, in 1948, General Dwight D. Eisenhower resigned as the U.S. Army Chief of Staff. And today, in 1962, President John F. Kennedy imposed a full trade embargo on Cuba. Today, in 1971, women in Switzerland gained the right to vote through a national referendum 12 years after the first attempt, a previous one, had failed. Today, in 2009... A miles-wide section of ice in Lake Erie broke away from the Ohio shoreline. Miles wide. Broke away from the Ohio shoreline. There were about 135 guys out there fishing on that ice. You know how they go out? Some of them put those little little houses, little sheds out there, and they have a fire in there and a place to sit, and they drill a hole in the ice, and they fish you know, through the ice. Well, it was that kind of a thing, except... Apparently, they weren't paying attention or somebody wasn't paying attention to the fact that the ice had started to melt or, or somehow, you know, something was going on that they didn't realize. And this miles-long piece of ice broke away from the shore and started to drift out into the main lake, into Lake Erie. And um, it took about four hours for the... Uh, authorities and the officials to get their act together and get out there and they rescued all of them one guy died though he fell into the water and some other fishermen pulled him back onto the ice and then he died of a heart attack it's kind of a sad deal but man you can (laughs) i've never been inclined toward ice fishing i kind of like uh you know the lakes around here and and the rivers and so on but um I've seen a lot of pictures of those. It's kind of intriguing, actually. But um, anyway, today in 2009 was not a good day for fishermen on Lake Erie on the ice. A number of you have emailed me since last uh, Thursday, I think it was, that I talked about the truckers. And toward the end of the program, I mentioned the Paul Harvey piece that he had done, the late, great, nobody's like him. Uh, Paul Harvey had done a, a, a kind of a presentation about, so God made a farmer. And I think it was Chevrolet, one of the car makers had turned, actually turned his voice uh, some years later into part of a commercial at the Super Bowl a few years ago. And that Many people had already heard that from Paul Harvey about So God Made a Farmer. 
but that brought it to a new level of attention and people started to say, what is this? What is this? And so most people have heard Paul Harvey's rendition of something that he created or his office created. So God made a farmer. And I mentioned that on Thursday on this program. And then I said, I think perhaps it's time for a similar piece. And I am not in any way attempting to come to the level of Paul Harvey, I can tell you for sure. But I said, maybe it's time that we create a similar piece titled, So God Made a Trucker. Well, a number of you have said, could you read the rest of your piece about So God Made a Trucker? Well, there isn't any more. I just wrote those few lines for this program, and it was in the same cadence. And like Paul Harvey, I was just kind of copying what he had done about a farmer or trying to. And uh, as I said, there, there's no comparison, but I, I just, that's what I was doing. And I suggested, and maybe some of you I've heard from, maybe you didn't catch this, though. What I said was that that's all I had written was just those two or three little paragraphs. And then I said, maybe you can finish it. Maybe you can write the rest of it. And if you take the time to do it, send it to me and I'll read it. Here's what I wrote. And I'll just mention it to you again because this seemed to pique a lot of interest. Paul Harvey's deal about So God Made a Farmer, he said on the eighth day God looked down and then he proceeds and he created a farmer and and he does these various things in his cadence. Well, in that spirit, I wrote, on the eighth day God looked down on our beautiful communities and said, I need somebody willing to work hard, risk their lives and travel the back roads to create a supply chain for the people. So God created a trucker. God said, I need somebody willing to rise early and work late and sleep on the road in the back of the cab to deliver Cheerios to kids so they can have a healthy breakfast. So he created a trucker. God said, I need someone to press through the night to deliver medicine to those whose life depends on it and deliver Christmas gifts to the little one who anticipates it. So God made a trucker. And God said, I need someone who will stand up for what is right, for freedom and liberty when both are under attack. So God made a trucker. Now, you can finish it. Okay, that's all I wrote. And you get the idea. So those of you who are, are wanting more of that, I, you're going to create it. If, if you send it to me, I'll, I'll share a part of it or share it on the, on the radio. I'll tell you this trucker thing, I'm not going to talk about that today in any length, but it, it is an ongoing and growing Uh, situation in Canada, and it's starting to have ripples around the world uh, in Asia and other places. People are kind of following suit, and I think this is a growing, not a diminishing issue, and the authorities are handling it in the most fumble-bumble way that they could, but that's what many elected officials do. They're know-nothings who really couldn't make it in the real world, so they become professional politicians. Not all but too many of them. Over the weekend, the Ottawa police, under the guidance of the openly gay activist mayor of Ottawa, they begin seizing fuel from this convoy that's in Ottawa, the capital of Canada, and uh, begin taking their, their fuel. And they begin to make arrests from any, of anyone who was cooperating with these truckers. 
And all these truckers are doing is they're just demanding after many, 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 many months of asking and going through the correct channels and being snubbed, not even responded to for the most part. I've read pretty extensively on this situation up there, and I, I, I think I'm fairly well informed on it. I've spent a lot of time looking deeply into what's really going on and what's really being said. But I will tell you, I, it, it just isn't right, but it is highlighting the, the inability of so many leaders in our country, in our world today. And Justin Trudeau, in my opinion, is a spoiled brat who doesn't even know there's a real world out here with real people that get up every morning and do real work, real things to provide a living for their family. That's my opinion. And I think it's pretty informed, to be honest with you. They're far left. They're filled clear to their belly button with all of this kind of nonsense, progressivism and what ifs in a classroom somewhere, hypotheticals. And then they get control. I, I, I realize he comes from a, a, a lineage of leadership in Canada. But I'm telling you, he doesn't know what the real world looks like. And unfortunately, our president doesn't either, in my opinion. And that's why we are where we are today in the world. The main reason that we are where we are in the world today is we've turned our backs on God and godly principles, particularly in the West, where we know so well what godly principles can do. Godly principles builds a great nation. Ungodly principles destroys a nation. Even I can understand that. So that's kind of where we are. But police in Canada's capital are seizing fuel and they're making arrests. They made multiple arrests over the weekend. And they put out a, a last night, they put out a, a statement, the police there, under, under the guidance of the, the mayor, this Watson, Jim Watson. They said anyone attempting to bring material supports like gas, etc., to the demonstrators in Ottawa could be subject to arrest. Enforcement is underway. Ottawa police said in a statement on social media this early this afternoon and again late last night. In a statement issued at 9 o'clock local time last night, Police said they have already arrested seven people that were trying to assist <laughs> the truckers. Police said that they have seized multiple vehicles and fuel containers, and it goes on and on and on. So that's where Canada is today, and I think it's a reflection of where we are in the West and elsewhere around the world. One of the truckers said to the news media there yesterday, last night, in fact. He said, if we don't fight for our freedoms now, our kids will have no freedoms to fight for later. His truck is parked near Parla Parliament Hill. He said, I support my country. I support my flag, the Canadian flag. He said, I joined this demonstration to support the freedom and liberty that we've taken for granted. Well, that's what happens when we take freedom and liberty for granted. There was a huge, huge demonstration in Vancouver, just north of Seattle, across the border, over the weekend. Thousands 
came out on the streets, not trucks, but just people from what I can understand. I've seen some of the news pieces from there. They were out. They were saying <laughs> one woman told the press. She said, in fact, the Seattle press carried part of this story. I haven't hugged my mom in two years because of mandates. Vancouver, B.C. was in opposition to government edicts, ostensibly issued for health and safety purposes related to coronavirus. Many of these people had a red heart sticker pasted in their rear passenger window. There was a Chinese family that one of the press people, probably inadvertently, but they stuck a microphone in front of their face, this Chinese family. They said, how are you feeling about this? The Chinese family who had immigrated, who has immigrated to illegally to uh, Canada, become Canadian citizens. The man of the family said, we didn't know we were immigrating to Chai Canada. This is what we fled in China. It's sad, but that's where we are. But I want to talk to you about something that has evolved from this whole notion of control overreaching control, the federal government is now our federal government. The United States of America is now tracking religious exemption requests. One nation under God, indivisible. Our nation is struggling with all of its might, the left, to get out from under God. They don't want any of God's meddling in their affairs because they have a progressive worldview and they can say all they want on the street corner like the Pharisees of Jesus' time. I'm religious. I'm a devout Catholic. I'm whatever. They're not. They're not standing on the principles that even their Catholic church or their Methodist church, in the case of the vice president, claims to be true. And at the same time, they are struggling with all of their political might to get out from under God and to become a secular socialist nation. That's where we are today, and that's why this is happening not only in America, it's, it's certainly in Canada, but elsewhere. And we are finding some very um, familiar situations that are emerging in our own country. On January 18th, the Heritage Foundation's Daily Signal, that's their one of their publications, they reported that there are at least 19 federal agencies that have created or proposed to create tracking lists for religious exemption requests from their employees, 18 of them, or 19 of them. And they promote, they put this out on the 18th of January. I read this piece and I thought, man, I'm going to follow that. And I did. I didn't talk about it here, but I, I, I followed it because I wanted to see where this was going. Now the Christian Post over the weekend is reporting that as many as 55 federal departments and agencies have created 57 rule changes that needs no approval, just rule changes to keep track of employees. These are federal agencies, employees who have requested some kind of a religious exemption, not just about shots, but any kind of a religious exemption. They're building a list of people who are religious who are trying to live out their religious beliefs in America. Not just Christian, but mostly Christian. 
Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, he saw all this. He was paying attention to it, and he wrote a letter to Biden administration, specifically to the president. He is demanding to know exactly why they're doing this. Why are you beginning to keep lists of people in America who believe certain things and act on their deeply held religious beliefs? History provides us with a many examples of states that are run by despots who kept lists. It never ended well for those who were on the list. Us little people out here across America, we're not the elites in Washington, D.C. or San Francisco or whatever. But I will tell you, we're smart enough to know where this can go. These people are so stupid, they don't think we're smart enough to know where this can go. Heritage says, said in January they discovered an obscure the government discovered an obscure federal agency that plans to keep lists on the personal religious information of employees. This was what brought this to the daylight. They had done their research and they found this. They said employees, this list particularly is employees who had religious objections to the federal employee vaccine mandate. And that is the point of the spear, no question. As it turns out, they say, I'm quoting them, the little known pre-tire pre-trial services agency. That's one I've never heard of before. They did. They found it. For the District of Columbia, isn't the only federal agency involved. As we feared, Heritage says, a whole-of-government effort looks to be underway to create these lists. After a little more research, Heritage found that there was not one agency, but 19 total agencies. This was two and a half weeks ago including five cabinet-level agencies. They've been created or proposed to create these tracking lists for religious exemption requests from the employers involved in cataloging citizens. The list of agencies includes the Department of Justice, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Department of Transportation, these are not obscure now, and the Department of Treasury, to name just a few. As the nation's largest employer with over 4 million civilian and military employees, the federal government has received tens of thousands of religious exemption requests. If you sent in an exemption request, you are on the list. It appears our government, through a number of federal agencies, is keeping and preserving those individuals' names, religious information, personality, identifying information, everything you say goes on that list, on that profile. And other data is stored in lists across multiple government agencies. So why would they be doing this other than for some mischief, some move against individual liberty and freedom? Heritage says, and I quote them, the earliest set of proposals appears to have been rolled out in October of last year during the start of the holiday season in a possible effort to ensure that very little attention was paid to the coordinated data collection move. Many of the announcements, they say, have clocked only a few page views. Almost none attracted any public comments. Most permitted only a 30-day window for submitting objections and all announcements were issued within a few weeks of one another. Highly coordinated, obviously. The timing alone raises questions. The pretrial services agency in D.C., one that, as I said, I, I was not aware of these. I mean, I, a lot of things I'm not aware of, but I, I do spend a lot of time 
researching for this program. And I hadn't bumped into those guys. But anyway, they were the most recent iteration of this disturbing trend. But it is a trend. The Biden administration is creating lists that can communicate with one another, which is not surprising. But these intergovernment organizations can communicate with one another in on exemptions from or even requests for exemption from federal employee vaccine mandate and other religious accommodations within the scope of their employment by the government. So they go on this list. Several of the notices, not all, but several of them indicate they are being used to implement Biden's COVID-19 executive order. The rest have proffered the Privacy Act of 1974, and that's what they're using, which establishes a code of information practices that govern the collection, maintenance, use, and dissemination of information about individuals that are stored by federal agencies. They're doing this as their justification for the creation of this new list. The agencies plan to collect religious affiliation, the reasons and support given for the religious accommodation request, their names, their contact information, their date of birth, their aliases, you know, their home address, their contact information, and any other identifying information that they, that they acquire. These lists will be shared between federal agencies. The notices do not explain how long they plan on storing the data, why they need to share it between agencies, or why they need to keep it beyond the decision to grant or deny an employee's religious accommodation request. Why do they have to keep these records? They're not saying. I love America. I stand for our government. I cannot support the people that are in office now. I don't support what they believe. I don't support what they do. And they are taking a position against everything that has made America the America it has been. I understand why these truckers are doing what they're doing in Canada. I understand what people across America are starting to do now to push back. I am not advocating any kind of action other than political That's how we solve our problems in America. But I will tell you, if we don't wake up and get to the polls and punch our ballots, we've got a problem. Because these people are unrestrained. And it isn't just Joe Biden. I don't know if he knows what he's doing some of the time. And I say that with respect to the office. He needs help. And he's getting help. I don't know for sure who it is. I know Ron Klain is one of the guys they say that's calling a lot of the shots in the White House. And Ron Klain is the personification of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And he's the chief of staff for Joe Biden. So you can fill in the blanks there. That's an easy one. But we've got, we've got a vice president standing in the wings who couldn't even get enough votes to stay in the primary of her own party. And when she, when she's asked a question other than how do you like the weather? She laughs with this hideous laugh. That's leadership in America today. That's why we have the problems we have. In order to carry this out, these government agencies have created 57 rule changes 
to keep track of employees and applicants. 57 rule changes they didn't have to get, apparently, didn't have to get permission to do. For example, the Treasury Department's Office of Civil Rights and Diversity has stated its database will document all religious exemption requests and denials for future reference. The office will also record, their correspondent says, correspondence and supporting notes of documentation and even records of oral conversations on every person who requests an exemption. This database will track and record this level of information on everyone from pre-employment, during current or former employment, and for attendees at any particular event. I am quoting from their words. A particular event? What is that, a political rally? Is it a church service? Particular event. The U.S. Army, we've learned, is going beyond that. They're recording religious preferences. They're now pairing the religious preference with religious information about biometric data like fingerprints and digital photos and so on. And they're banking all this stuff. If they were confronted, I would suspect that they would say, oh, we're not going to use this. This is just to help us serve the public. According to this report, the database can include personal information, audio conversations, photos, and that information can be shared with any branch of our government and even foreign nations. I wouldn't have said that if I weren't looking at their words. I can't believe that. Why would they? Well, they would say a criminal. We have criminal. We need to bring criminals to justice. So if we need to share some of this information, I mean, this far-right people that siege the Capitol, we'll share it with other countries. On January 24th, Representative Ben Klein, a Republican from Virginia, he sent a letter signed by 10, 10 Republican members of Congress to President Biden. The letter said, in part, from day one, your administration has displayed a consistent attitude of contempt toward Americans who prioritize faith in their lives. A majority of the notices, he said in the letter, signed by 10 Republican members of Congress, he said a majority of the notices do not explain how long the agency plans to store this data, why the agency needs to share the data between federal agencies, or why the agency needs to keep the data beyond a decision to grant or deny an employee's religious accommodation request. Your administration has offered no valid justification for these intrusive databases that will only be used to target Americans who have refused a COVID-19 vaccine because of their religious convictions. He's calling it. That's what it is. The activity can and will go as far as we will allow it to go. Representative Ralph Norman, he's a Republican from South Carolina. He's introduced H.R. 6502. It's known as the Religious Freedom Over Mandates Act. It's getting some some traction, but right now, the left can kill the bill, and they probably will. But this matter also raised the eyebrows of Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt wrote a rather lengthy letter. He said on November 18th, at the direction of the Biden administration, four federal agencies simultaneously announced that those who exercise their legal right to seek a health or religious waiver from the vaccine mandate would be tracked by federal databases. He goes on, he said, the chilling effect on a citizen's exercise of religion due to the creation of this database is alarming. 
Schmidt is demanding answers from the Biden administration. I have more to say, but I'm out of time. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Thank you for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.